Volume Two, Section Nineteen of the Life of Charlotte Bronte. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life of Charlotte Bronte by Elizabeth Cleghorn Gaskell, Volume Two, Section Nineteen. Chapter Fourteen. I have always been much struck with a passage in Mr. Forster's Life of Goldsmith. Speaking of the scene after his death, the writer says, The staircase of Brick Court is said to have been filled with mourners, the reverse of domestic, women without a home, without domesticity of any kind, with no friends but him they had come to weep for, outcasts of that great, solitary, wicked city, to whom he had never forgotten to be kind and charitable. This came into my mind when I heard of some of the circumstances attendant on Charlotte's funeral. Few beyond that circle of hills knew that she, whom the nations praised far off, lay dead that Easter morning. Of kith and kin she had more in the grave to which she was soon to be born than among the living. The two mourners, stunned with her great grief, desired not the sympathy of strangers. One member, out of most of the families in the parish, was bidden to the funeral, and it became an act of self-denial in many a poor household to give up to another the privilege of paying their last homage to her, and those who were excluded from the funeral train of mourners thronged the churchyard and church to see carried forth and laid beside her own people, her whom, not many months ago, they had looked at as a pale white bride entering on a new life with trembling happy hope. Among those humble friends who passionately grieved over the dead was a village girl who had been seduced some little time before, but who had found a holy sister in Charlotte. She had sheltered her with her help, her counsel, her strengthening words, had ministered to her needs in her time of trial. Bitter, bitter, was the grief of this poor young woman when she heard that her friend was sick unto death, and deep is her mourning until this day. A blind girl, living some four miles from Haworth, loved Mrs. Nichols so dearly that, with many cries and entreaties, she implored those about her to lead her along the roads and over the moor-paths that she might hear the last solemn words, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust in sure and certain hope of the resurrection to eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Such were the mourners over Charlotte Bronte's grave. I have little more to say. If my readers find that I have not said enough, I have said too much. I cannot measure or judge of such a character as hers. I cannot map out vices and virtues and debatable lands. One who knew her long and well, the Mary of this life, writes thus of her dear friend. She thought much of her duty, and had loftier and clearer notions of it than most people, and held fast to them with more success. It was done, it seems to me, with much more difficulty than people have of stronger nerves and better fortunes. All her life was but labor and pain, 
and she never threw down the burden for the sake of present pleasure. I don't know what use you can make of all I have said. I have written it with a strong desire to obtain appreciation for her. Yet, what does it matter? She herself appealed to the world's judgment for her use of some of the faculties she had, not the best, but still the only ones she could turn to strangers' benefit. They heartily, greedily enjoyed the fruits of her labors, and then found out she was much to be blamed for possessing such faculties. Why ask for a judgment on her from such a world? But I turn from the critical, unsympathetic public, inclined to judge harshly, because they have only seen superficially and not thought deeply. I appeal to that larger and more solemn public who know how to look with tender humility at faults and errors, how to admire generously extraordinary genius, and how to reverence with warm, full hearts all noble virtue. To that public I commit the memory of Charlotte Bronte. End of section 19 Recording by Katie Riley May 2009 End of Volume 2 of The Life of Charlotte Bronte by Elizabeth Cleghorn Gaskell